We live in a time, unfortunately, of a pandemic, and people are always looking for ways to exercise at home. Well, now is the time to start fitness walking. I am your host, Susan Rico, fitness walking coach, race walker, fitness walker, yoga instructor, and fitness trainer. The first thing I'd like to talk about is why. Why a podcast about walking? Well, number one, walking is so underrated. I feel it just doesn't get the credit it deserves. Well, at least not here in the United States. And look, I've had to deal with people always saying to me, oh, you're just walking? And then they see how it benefits me, and they're asking me a ton of questions. First question, how long does it take you to walk a mile? Well, I can hit a mile in about 10 and a half minutes when I'm really hauling ass. (laughs) Now, just between us, is that fast? Well, not for a competitive race walker, but then I tell them that number, and they are in fucking awe of me. It is not easy to walk that fast or to learn to walk that fast and keep that race walking form. Now, if you have a local power walking or race walking club, join or start one. Why? Well, do me a favor. Google images for Olympic race walker or just race walkers. What do you see? Slim, healthy, lean bodies. Now, do you have to be a race walker? No. You can learn to walk fast using correct form. You'll burn a ton of calories and the health benefits are endless. And just to name a few, um, walking alleviates depression and fatigue, also improves your mood, and will help manage a healthy weight. There's less stress on your joints and it can help prevent heart disease, high blood pressure, and type 2 diabetes. So why shouldn't you be walking? And fitness walking can also be a gateway to an active lifestyle. You may find after starting fitness walking, you may want to take a kickboxing class or start yoga. So let's get to the many questions I've received over the years. Besides how fast do you walk, which I covered, how many steps do you average a day, what do you eat, what shoes do you wear, socks, how do you avoid blisters, what wrist device do you use, and um, they go on and on. What I don't cover today, I will be covering in future podcasts. And just a quick side. If you're going to ask me questions, have some manners. I recently addressed this on my Body by Susan Rico Instagram page. Please and thank you go a long way with me. When you come at me demanding answers, I will just ignore you. I'm not going to answer you. I'm only going to wonder who the fuck raised you. Okay, people, have some manners. So, Susan, another question I get. How do you stay fit with just walking? Well, just to touch on that. There was a time when I just did fitness walking, but currently I also lift weights. I'm very fortunate to have a well-equipped home gym besides weights. Um, With a treadmill, elliptical, rowing machine, I have an air bike, spin bike, vertical climber, a punching bag, and so much more. However, walking is what I do most. It's what I love most, and I've been doing it for so many years. If I had to give up all my equipment except one thing, I would keep my treadmill. So getting back to how underrated walking is, I've definitely taken some shit over the years from runners when I've been in races, but I can tell you I've never been the last person to finish a race. Quick story from my race walking days back in 2004, I was uh, with the Heartland Race Walkers in Kansas City, 
and I believe it was my first race. And I was walking along doing my little race walk and I was walking past um, a man and two ladies and the man looked down at his Garmin and he said to me, you are doing an 11, 17 minute mile. And he was impressed. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I wasn't looking at my Garmin. I had one. And just then a couple other runners came around us, passed us up a little bit. One of them started to run backwards and said to me, glad to see all those motivational tapes on race walking are paying off. And he gave me thumbs up, but he was being sarcastic. And I kind of looked around, I'm like, okay. And I said, I'll tell you what, I just started race walking this year, but meet me back here next year and you can run and I'll race walk and we'll have a little race. And he didn't look very happy with that. And he, his friend laughed at him and he turned around and kept running. So he didn't take me up on that. So that was the start of my race walking days um, back in 2004. And that was before I had my nutrition dialed in or my footwear really nailed down, like what shoes to wear, clothes before, uh, which clothes to wear before I knew I could ever live without in gingy socks. And that answers the sock blister question. I cannot say enough on how important footwear is to walking. If you're walking fast and or long distances and you're not wearing adequate footwear, you'll learn the hard way. The last time I had a blister was back in 2015. Um, I started researching what ultramarathoners wear for socks and came across in gingies. Haven't had a blister or any rubbing since. So if you're not wearing in gingies, get some. <laughs> so what is fitness walking? It's brisk walking, arms up at your side always, arms bent at an 85 to 90 degree angle. The heel of your hand should brush up against your hip as you swing. My race walking mentor told me to hold my hands as if I'm holding a potato chip, so between my thumb and my pointer finger. Your head is up and centered between your shoulders, chin up and eyes straight ahead. This will get you started, and I'm sure if you went on YouTube, there's tons of videos out there, and don't worry about starting out super fast. Building and increasing speed is something that comes in time if you're just starting out. And again, if you have a walking group near you, go check it out. Okay, so who am I? Who is Susan Rico? <laughs> so I was born and raised in the beautiful city of Chicago. I'd lived there for 27 years before moving to Kansas City. As you can imagine, living in Chicago gave me ample opportunity for lots of walking. I didn't even have a car until I was 21. Um, I spent my career as an administrative assistant, which I loved. And I worked downtown Chicago for many, many years. Now you have to be quick when walking with the Chicago crowd when exiting those trains, you will get mowed over. <laughs> um, and just aside, I do swear. So for those of you offended by straight up talk with a bit of cussing, I may not be the person for you. I will not cuss every podcast. It just depends who I will have on as my guest. Like if I had someone on like David Goggins, there'd probably be a lot of cussing going on. Um, I'm someone who's lost loved ones to disease, and they definitely served as a wake-up call for me. I think a lot of us have been there when health goes downhill for people we love and care about. It serves as an eye-opener to lead a healthier life. I lost my dad to a heart attack in 2011. He was just 65 years old. He had a host of other issues as well, um, dementia and diabetes. Unfortunately, he didn't take care of himself. And that was a bit of a wake-up call for me at the time. I was definitely 
overweight. Um, I'm 5'5". Five five. I weighed about 185 pounds at the time. Um, I had high cholesterol, acid reflux issues, but it wasn't until early 2013 that I really decided that was enough. Um, I felt horrible often. I had excruciating headache, headaches often. Um, so I went to see a nutritionist who was giving a class on vegetarian foods. She told us a story about her husband who was experiencing um, debilitating migraines. He had tests done and his doctors couldn't figure it out. He, um, and she mentioned it to her nutritionist friend who told her he could have a gluten intolerance. Her friend told her to have him give, to have him give up gluten for two weeks and see how he felt. And she said that did the trick, no more migraines. She talked about bloating due to gluten, and that was definitely something I experienced pretty much my whole life. Um, so that day I went vegetarian and gave up gluten. Well, I actually still had, um, I still occasionally have fish in my diet. So at that time when I gave up the gluten, 25 pounds just fell off of me, and I'm serious, super quick. And that was in March 2013. Fast forward to the end of summer of 2013, um, and I decided to go full vegan with no gluten still in my diet. Best decision I ever made for my health. I lost my sister to cancer last year, and she was just 35 years old. And honestly, that was even more of a wake-up call for me to get my nutrition dialed in. And I um, have been vegan for seven and a half years but I knew I could buckle down on my nutrition a bit more to achieve my goals. So what you eat is super important. I cannot emphasize that enough. I recently read a quote by Jack LaLanne, exercise is king, nutrition is queen. Put them together and you've got a kingdom. Okay, well personally, I'd say nutrition is king, but I'm not going to argue with Jack LaLanne. <laughs> it's taken me many, many, many years to find this out for myself. Exercise and nutrition certainly work in unison. The one thing I will say about nutrition is that if you don't have that dialed in, you will have a tough time. When people come to me asking me for a quick fix, I cannot help them. Quick fixes do not work long term. Let me say that again. Quick fixes do not work long term. You want to sustain your fitness. It has taken a long time for me to achieve what I have, where I'm at now. Do not ask me this question. Anyone can lose weight quick. It's not hard to drop five pounds again and again and again. In my younger years, I did it a ton. The key is keeping it off. I have received emails from people wanting kudos from me that they've lost weight. If they are genuinely working, then yes, I will clap for you. But what some people may or may not realize is that they have sent me these emails over the years. Their weight is still up and down. And look, I've been there. What you need to understand is that fitness is a lifelong journey. If you are serious about it, this is a commitment for the rest of your life. Not, oh, I'll start Monday. Nope, start today, right now. Perhaps you've always wanted to walk a 5K. Well, make that your goal. That will give you a reason to start walking. 5Ks almost always have plenty of time to finish and get that cool medal at the end. But beware, receiving that medal at the end of a race becomes addictive. I just finished up the Goggins Challenge. I started last Friday morning, although the challenge, I believe, started at 8 p.m. Pacific time. I just wanted to start a bit earlier. 
I did it on my own schedule, but I still did it every four hours. So four miles every four hours for 48 uh, hours. And I'm still a bit knackered. <laughs> I think it was the 2 a.m. walks. Remember, anything great you will have to wait and work for. You need to be patient. My advice, take a picture of yourself at the start of your journey and give yourself a year. But it will take several years. I'm realizing this now. You have to lose weight for that wedding or event. Well, if you're healthy all year round, you don't have to worry about it. Don't rush the journey. Be patient and enjoy the process of becoming stronger and more fit. I find that when people rush through quick fixes, that they do not last. And again, we're back to the up and down weight fluctuation. Now I get it. You won't always feel like working out. But remember, getting off the couch and going for a walk is better than no workout. Maybe that day you walk or run or whatever is a bit shorter or different. You are still being consistent and you didn't sit on your ass. You got up, started moving. You won. You need to make it a journey. Your body will always be changing. You need to realize that being fit is something that you need to do for the rest of your life and you will always have to put the work in. You have to be dedicated and consistent. You definitely need to find that drive. In order to maintain your health, you need to exercise, of course, and take control of your food, which means for many people giving up a lot of convenience. Healthy, home-cooked meals are where you'll save money and eat healthier. We are so fortunate to live in an age where you have access to tons, tons of free nutritious recipes at your fingertips. So you don't have to start out by buying a bunch of recipe books. One of my goals for this podcast is to interview and feature walkers power walkers, race walkers, people who have lost weight walking, you have a passion for walking, have you walked a marathon, a half marathon, an ultra, I want you on my podcast. Again, walking is so underrated and I wanted to bring it to the spotlight. I know I mentioned earlier how fast I walk, but I know that is nothing compared to walkers out there. I see you guys on Instagram all the time and I want you guys on my podcast. I want to inspire and help others. Dr. McGregor says of nutritionfacts.org, not walking an hour a day is considered high-risk behavior alongside smoking, excess drinking, and being obese. Please do not wait until disease strikes to change your diet and lifestyle habits. Be proactive. Do it today. And again, walking is something nearly everyone can do. So join me next time where I'll answer more questions and I'll talk about obesity and healthy eating. I'll also have a special guest. This is Susan with Walking Your Way to Fitness signing off. Now get moving and log some miles. And always remember, it's your body, your health, and your responsibility.